So last week we took a little bit of a detour. We went back to Perak Dalad, being that the Ramchal over here in the beginning of Perak Ches told us that the Emsoyim for the acquisition of Zrizus are the same ones that are for the acquisition of Zahirus. So we went back and looked at the ones for Zahirus. There was the Bechlal and the Buprat. Josh, what was the Bechlal? What was the, the one general thing that would help us with with uh, Zahirus and Zrizus? Oh, wait, you weren't here last week. Is that, is that right? You missed last week? Okay, Yosef? No problem. Yosef? The yeah, the cloud. The g- a general thing that we do that helps us in Zahirus and Zrizus. Uh, thinking about the learning of the the, the uh, significance of our actions and serving Hashem. Good, but that all happens through the learning of Torah. Torah, right? Right. So the bechlal that we had is limud haTorah mevi lidei. Zahirus and Zrizus, right? And we said that the reason is because when you learn Torah and you connect to the Dvar Hashem, so connecting to the Dvar Hashem is not just a, uh, you don't walk out the same person that you walked in, right? It's, uh, it's transformational. So learning Dvar Hashem, it's supposed to be like a mini Maimed Harsina, a person experiences the divine will expressing its will that uh, we should do mitzvahs and not do averos, right? And so that is very much mechazik a person, strengthens a person in the fulfillment of the mitzvahs. Yeah? So that was bechlal, in the general sense, meaning we're not working on particularly any mitzvah, not working particularly on any Zahirus or Zrizus is just kind of something that you do to make yourself stronger in these areas overall. Yeah? <clears throat> okay. And then afterwards, um, back in Perik Dalad, Maral, again, uh, the Ramchal uh, went through three stages, three different types of people that focusing on, on, um, on, on thinking about what you're doing over here and the consequences of it. And we had three different levels, depending on how shalim the person is, Badaito, in his mind. How perfected is, is his mind, right? If his mind is very refined, very powerful, so once he gets an idea in a true sense, he will right away want to do one thing and one thing only, which is to fulfill the mitzvahs in the best way possible. Uh, then we had a lower level down, the person, we're going now through the things that we spoke about, back and Perry Dowd about, things that help us to acquire the heroes, which again has a parallel reasons. So then we had a lower level of people who would be motivated by contemplating the reward and the loss thereof in Olam Haba. Right, that a person should. I, I, I have a very, very powerful marshal for anyone that needs uh, recently a marshal that came to my table. 
I'm sure the person wouldn't mind, I won't say it in his name, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind me sharing the story just about uh, this is what the Ramchal tells us to do in the second category. If one needs to arouse himself in either staying away from negative mitzvahs or, in our case, going after positive mitzvahs, so he says a person is going to have a Yitzhahara that, okay, what's the difference? Listen, as long as I make it to Ba, right? That's all I care about. I just, I just want to make it to Ba. It's really great over there, right? So, okay, some people will be a little bit higher, some people will be a little bit lower. I'm not such a bad guy. I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm such a bad guy, right? Does that make sense, easy? Yeah, I'll, to take, say I'll, take I'll take a seat in the back. I'll take a seat in the back. I'm anyway not the type. You know, like I anyway <laughs> prefer, easy, when you walk into, like, let's say, sheer, and there's seats more front or more towards the back, where do you go? You take the back seat, oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a personality. What? Okay, so this is the person going to say. So the so back there in Paragdala, the Ramchal says, no, you're lying to yourself. If you're saying that about Omar Boy, you're lying. You haven't really thought it through. So I'll say the I'll say the the analogy again. I'm sure the person wouldn't mind. Um, person was in a particular field, uh, owned a company, and Baruch Hashem, he did very well. Very well, um, he made more money than than he than he can spend. Yeah. Um, let, let's just say we'll, we'll just for our purposes we'll just make up a number. A uh, uh, hundred million dollars. He made a hundred million dollars. Okay. Then the industry turned very turbulent, very very tough. Yeah. And some very rough things happened, and he was just like, you know what, forget it. He just threw in the towel and walked away. Okay? Then the industry picked back up. And then, but, you know, obviously, to start a business back up again, it's not a small thing, right? So already, once, like, the climate had been good for, like, a little while, so he's like, okay, you know, I really want to start it back up again, got back into the business. So now he's building the thing back from the, from the ground floor up. In the meantime, he said a competitor of his, like a, another company who's just as same level size as, 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 they, as he was, just went public for $14 billion. You know the difference between $100 million and $14 billion? Yeah, it's huge It's 14 times more. No, it's 140 times more. Yeah? So, and he's he's genuinely pained by it. Now, this is a man who has more money. Easy. Can you even think what you would do with $100 million? Yes. Do ideas. Well, Barish says he's got it all planned out. <laughs> he has a bunch of different plans. With $10 million is what he's going to do. If it's going to be $100 million, this is the plan. He's got... You know, different color-coded note cards for <laughs> what he's going to do. No, but seriously, it's very it's very difficult to imagine what a person would do with that much money. Okay, but still, but the point is, it's still a person feels like this is I could have had so much more. Okay, and what we what we spoke about in the Derech Hashem is we have to understand that this is he doesn't say this in the Mishul Sharm, but it's once you think about it for a little bit, it's like it becomes mind-boggling. Okay. What happens is that depending on a person's number of mitzvahs, I don't mean number 
so as far as just cold number, right? With, uh, quality as well, right? The overall level of avodus Hashem that a person does in this world, right? So obviously, it's, it's, there's many different facets and it's d- different qualitative differences between different people. But just to oversimplify it, right? Let's just give it an overall number, right? This guy is a five, and this guy is a ten, and this guy is a twenty. Okay. Now here's the tricky part. Chazal tell us, and he says in Der Hashem, that once a person um, gets to Olam Abba, you don't stop growing in that closeness to Hashem. Closeness to Hashem is the, is the good itself. That's the goodness that, the best good possible, right? That's what Olam Abba is about, Dveikus in Hashem. So, the, 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 the gr- person is constantly growing more and more and more in that Dveikus. So then the question becomes, wait a second, so if everybody is growing more and more and more, so what's the difference? I'm a 5, and he's a 10, and he's a 20, right? So what? I'll be there soon, I'm just, you know, kind of lagging behind a little bit, right? Like, another, you know, I mean, another couple days, right? You'll be a little bit higher, but I'll already be there, so what's the difference? A little bit of a lag. No. The... Oh, Josh, you're smiling. You remember? You remember? You remember what we said? Very good. He said it's a trajectory. It's not. It's a, it's the angle of the slope, right? It's the it's the level. So imagine, right? You got the one guy. He's got a slope of five of his trajectory forward, right? Another guy's got a slope of ten. Another guy has a slope of twenty. Now watch what's going to happen, right? Right when they go like this, yeah, we hard for us to think about eternity. But in a thousand years, this one, the one that's going at a slope of ten, in a thousand years, will never fathom what the one going at twenty is experiencing. It's two different worlds, and that right, and you just you, you run away. How does that work? Right. So then, what happens is, <laughs> so what happens is, well, it's kind of, I think that that was the analogy that Ben was trying to give you, is money makes money, right? right. So, so if if one person starts off with twice as much money, in in six months, no, I know that, but I'm saying once you're in Elam Haba, how do you have content? How you how's their growth? Growth growth itself happens. Because the more you know Hashem, the more you become, the, the, the more the more you become um, similar to Him, and then the more and then being more similar leads to more knowledge. It's basically like uh, you know how does how does learning work? People are blown away sometimes, right? How can Rav Chaim Kanievsky you know learn all of the Talmud Bavli and Yerushalmi and Midrash and Zohar all in one year. How can he do such a thing? answer is because every new piece of information that he learns helps him to clarify and to connect to all the other pieces of information that he knows. Right? So every new piece brings me to a whole new level of understanding of Hashem that I never had before. And then that new level of understanding that I never had before helps me to say, oh, wow, I, now I, so I have now a new perspective on all those other things. You're saying in Elam Habi, you keep getting 
greater and greater revelations, right? We can't really relate to it. Well, the, the best analogy is being in the base measure, right? So what happens is, let's say there's there's five sfarim, right? Let's just to keep it small, five sfarim. So if one guy, um, he knows from those five sfarim, he only knows five psukim. He learns the six pasuk, doesn't necessarily ignite so much extra, a little bit. Oh, look, I can cross-reference it with the other ones, and now it makes a little bit more sense, etc. Right? Once you know three of the five form, right? there's each new posse that you learn is helping you to get a greater understanding, clarity on all three form that you know. Right? So that one posse is skyrocketing you, right? Uh, that's why the, the, the more of a Tamil Chacham person becomes the more enjoyable the learning becomes. Right? Because it's interconnecting to everything else that he knows. That's in everything in life. Meaning, let's say, if you're a kid, then you're a person who came by the... Sorry, Yosef, one second. Ben is saying something. I'll, I'll say it over sure. and then he'll... What? It's almost everything in life. If you're a kid, and your parents meant to go learn, take piano lessons. At the beginning, you know, you like you don't know what you're doing, and it's so slow, and it's so hard for you. But after a couple of years of learning and playing, now you can, you know, play those entire melodies and songs, and you're actually enjoying it. But but do we have this concept that every new note that you, every new piece that you learn, helps you get a greater appreciation and perspective on all the other pieces that you had? No, I'm saying, I'm saying on the part where. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah, it gets better, but yeah, but here it goes exponential because every new one that you learn helps you get a greater appreciation for everything. It increases everything else that you have. That you already have all those other understandings, right? And increases all of that. So that's why it goes exponential. Okay, so the point is that the, the, the two people, right? It's completely different experiences of all of them. Completely different closeness to Hashem. The Chavaz Chaim used to say to people, go look at the Leshem now while he's in this world, because the next world you're not going to see him. <laughs> we can't, yeah, it's, like, it's like the difference between a guy who's like trying to save up money to buy himself a you know, Toyota Corolla, right? And, and the guy that just sold for $14 billion. Like... The, 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 the simple man, he can't even fathom what $14 billion means. It's like different realities. That's what, that's what it's going to look like. Okay, so, uh, Yosef, you wanted to say something before we continue? Is a person really pained by it, though? That's what, that's what the Ramchal says. If you, if you remember, if you go back to Perak Dalit, I don't want to rehash the whole Perak Dalit right now, but yeah. Well, the reason why I'm asking is because if the person is still going to come closer to Hashem, right, that's the whole point of being alive in this world, is to do mitzvahs, to come closer to Hashem. You're still coming closer to Hashem in Olam Haba. So you're accomplishing your... your, your still a good thing, right. But you realize that it could have been a thousand, million, billion times better. And with every moment every day, it gets, the difference becomes greater and greater. But it's like you're still achieving like the, the the goodness, the closeness, right? Right. But you see how people are, right? That you know, relative to uh, you know, I don't know how much you're earning, but if you compare it, you know what you're earning to what people in uh, the Saharan Africa are earning, you're probably doing really, really well. But you, you, but when you compare, when you see what you could have from what your boss is making or what the owner of the company is making or whatever, you're like. Especially, he says, if, if you feel 
that you really could have been that. Like, if you would have only pushed that a little bit harder, that's why I gave the analogy of the person who... He, like, he could have, if he would have pushed a little bit harder, and he would have stayed in, in, in that business, he could have been, he could have been the, the person selling for us, uh, going public for $14 billion. Yeah, I know it's, it's okay. It's difficult to comprehend that, but I, I get, I kind of, I, I get the idea, and I've heard this idea before. But the fact that you're still coming closer, the fact that you're still accomplishing, but you realize, but with every sweet drop of closeness that you have, you realize how much greater it could have been. Right. So is that a problem? That's what the Ramchal compares it to, like positions of power and, and, and money. Yeah. Right. So you wouldn't just take a back seat, but there comes a point where even if you understand how much better it is, how you're not willing, to, like there's only so much you're willing to push yourself, even for money. And I'm saying even for I mean, there's a certain where it comes to, like you push yourself, you're falling asleep to learn. Right, that's a lot more... Then it's not going to... Then in the long run, you're not going to end up... Uh, you're not going to end up... You know, so you're not being smart, right? You're saying... Easy's pointing out that uh, the guy has to realize it's a marathon. It's not It's not a sprint, right? If you just say, that's it. I'm not going to sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm doing mitzvahs nonstop. I'm just going to daven the whole day. I'm... Right? So what's going to happen? You're going to burn out to a crisp, right? And within a week, it'll all be over. Meantime, everybody, you know, the, the, the slow and steady wins the race. True. Yeah, you got to do it smart. We're not, talk, we're not talking about acting, uh, you know, ex- in an extreme irrational way. You're talking about seeing what you can accomplish, the, the closest you can come to Hashem in general, you know, over over period of time. Well put. Okay, so... So the next one, and then finally the last one was the punishments itself. That just when a person contemplates the the losses, the punishments that, that, that happen because of um, the various that we do, so that'll help the people who are have this weakest mind, who do not, who are not capable of motivating themselves because of the truth of what they're doing, or because of the vision of what they're going for at the second level. So at least the fear of punishments in this world. That's what we spoke about back then. Okay, here we go. So that that, that is our sikum of Perik Dalit, because over here in Perik Ches, the Ramchal told us to go back and look over there how we acquire it. So the same thing will be true for, just like for Zihiru, so too for Zrizus. Yeah, a person should, number one, learn Torah. That'll help with the Zrizus. Number two, contemplate on the greatness of mitzvahs and how much we want to... be be uh, doing those because it's very very important for us um, and then understand how much of a potential loss of opportunity there would be if a person doesn't do the potential opportunity to to really gain tremendously for eternity for doing them right for doing more things with energy with excitement with Jesus like we spoke about and then finally is the avoidance of negative things and the, and the desire for reward in this world as well That'll be, that's all from back there Okay, now we're going to discuss some of the specifics that have to do with Zrizus okay after a person has gone back there to Perik Dalet 
and has spent time to validate, to confirm for himself. Godel Erech HaMitzvus, the great value of the mitzvus, Verov Chovoso Bahem, and the great obligation he has in them, Vadai Sheyisorer Libo El Havodah, certainly that his heart will be aroused to the divine service, Velo Yisrapi Mimeno, and he will not go lax from it. Okay, I want to ask, you guys, we are back in Perichas now. Um, by me, it's the first paragraph. We're a couple sentences in where he said that the a lot of the methods of acquiring Zrizus in this world are the same as the, the methods of acquiring Zahirus. Um, and then he said, now, and then now we have this last line, Vakashir Yisamit. Everybody have me? You see where we are? Ben? Is he? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Yosef, you have it? Josh? Okay. Trying to find it. Okay. Perik Ches, chapter 8. Yeah, a couple sentences in. Okay. So, this is a fairly long sentence, right? Um, so, we, we're going to break the sentence down. Okay. So, Kasher Yisamit's Esel Adam. Godel Erech HaMitzvus Verov Chovaso Bahem That's what you will do When you will do the following And in that following There were two parts The Godel Erech HaMitzvus And the Rov Chovaso Bahem Then two things will happen Vada certainly She Yisorer Libo El Certainly his heart will be aroused To the divine service and so two things will be result. Two things. When we do two things, two things will result. Yeah? So what's the difference between these two things that we do and what's the difference in the two results that we get? Any ideas? Of the mitzvahs and the greatness of our obligation in them. What's the difference in those two? Meaning, even if you don't understand the, the value of it, you still know that you're required to do it. So, okay. So, so, okay, so, you're, so your level of obligation. So I would say the one is... Very good. You guys are saying the same thing. Perfect, right? So, uh, Yosef and Josh, right? So you heard, so Ben and Izzy are completing each other's sentences. That's what happens when you come in person you get this unbelievable vibe between everybody around and like this energy. That's why it's so much more difficult when I'm, you know, for you guys to answer questions on Zoom than it is for the guys that are here live. Um, yeah, so they're saying that, uh, that one of them has to do with the actual mitzvah itself, the value of the mitzvah itself. Then it has to do with your obligation towards the one that you're serving, the obligation to do the mitzvah, which, like Ben pointed out, that... That could be, maybe I would have a huge obligation, even though the thing itself doesn't carry any weight. But, for example, I'll be punished severely if I, if I don't do it. So what is the reward that I would do, that I would get, or the greatness of the mitzvah, the tremendous value of doing this mitzvah? And the other one is the tremendous loss that I would suffer for not doing it. Right? One is the reason why I want to do it, and the other one is the reason why I don't want to not do it. Yeah? So once those two become clear to me, then certainly what? 
Two things will happen. Ben, what are they? His heart will be aroused to the avoda, and he will not lax from it. So what are those two things? Is he? Aroused. His heart is aroused. Is that gonna, what's going to arouse his heart? The, the realization of how valuable the mitzvahs are, or the the feeling that I have to do it? No. We have two and two. The value gets me excited. The knowing of the obligation will make sure that I don't lax from it. You see that? You look at the pair. Look inside. Yeah. No, no, I see. I see what he's saying. I was bringing it down as two separate. Like I look at it as like you, if you like if you daven, right? You want to daven minchah. Like oh, I'm gonna daven minchah. It's like it's a, gonna, right. the, the lights. I'm gonna like oh, the light. Ooh. Do amazing things, right? Yeah, you, you, you know what's uh, what, what's the similarity between uh, between Breslov or Hasidim and mechanics? They both work on tikkunim and oros. I heard that joke from a Breslov or Hasid. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so what do you say? So no, all this unbelievable that's stuff. Like, oh, that's a motivator to do it, right? No, but then so they. Right? Wait, wait, wait. So I'm not motivated. That, that's not true. The mo- that motivator may help you, it's but then there's. A, I'm just saying it's not. I, I'm like. Okay, so, okay for you. you know, like, well, I don't need to worry about the world, but I have obligations, so that's more of like. That I can't not do it. Right, but I'm saying I, I don't. So, so for you. What? Sometimes it's one or the other. Sure. There's no problem. But the point is, there's two different things. One is the carrot, and one's the stick. Right. Right. The carrot. No, not together. What he's saying, you can get both, but through the contemplation of how valuable the mitzvahs are, that'll arouse in you the desire to run. And through the contemplation, the level of the obligation that you have, that'll prevent you from just saying, forget it. Yeah? Good. The level of obligation is the loss, or the loss that I get from yep. doing it? Yep. I, ha- I have to do it. I'd be letting Hashem down, I'd be letting my parents down, I- I'd be a loser, a failure. I'd be punished, whatever, you know, all those types of things. Right? So that now, now let me ask you a question. What's the difference between the person who goes to do mitzvahs because he's aroused by the value of the mitzvahs? He feels this is so valuable to him versus the person who goes because he has a heavy, big obligation that he cannot throw off. What's the difference in how they do the mitzvah? What? First one seems like it's more. First one is more valuable. Well, depend. When you say valuable, you have to be careful. Um, When they do the mitzvah, it'll definitely be what. Right. It'll be more enthusiastic. It'll be more valuable, etc. But not, more value, not necessarily more valuable. Well, so you just hear me out, and then you, and then you. Hear. But the 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 obligation one is much more of a safety. I mean, that one is very very. It'll work even if the other one fails. Meaning, sometimes we'll manage to arouse ourselves. Sometimes we won't. But the obligation is always there. Right, so that's one is the chesed, the excitement, the arousal. Yeah, let's go do it. Let's do mitzvahs. It's so awesome. And sometimes you have that, and that's really great. But even if all else fails, you're like, listen, I just, I gotta do it. 
you know, you have to bite the bullet. You got to do it, right? I'm assuming that what? Exactly, exactly. If if you only do mitzvahs when you're excited to do them, you're going to be a very chaotic player. You're going to be sometimes you're going to be really great, and sometimes you're going to disappear, right? Nobody wants a team player like that, right? So so the consistency comes from the din, from the just you know. Hamor knows all, right? You just pile it on. These two are compared to an axe and a donkey. Right? An axe, how, how do you work with an axe? Josh, when's the last time you worked with an axe? No? Okay, forget it. Who, who here has worked with an axe? You've never seen an axe before? Okay, theoretically, what do you do with an axe? Plowing, good. Now, how long... Does the axe go plowing before he stops? You just keep on going like miles, just like you're going one straight line for like a mile. Hmm? A short run, a sprint, right? In fact, the Gemara talks about the distance of of one hours of one axe's plowing. I mean, he you saddle him up, and he gets angry, right? And he, boom! And that power is unbelievable, right? Boom! And he and he and he goes, say a hundred yards or something like this, and that's it. He's got to stop. He's plowing up heavy dirt, right? So he stops. Then you turn around, and you go again, right? You got to get him angry, maybe whatever. You got to get him. Reset. A donkey is is the opposite. A donkey is just this, you know, just stands there like a. You know, like a wooden table, right? And you just pile giant bags on his back, right? And then he just walks slowly for hours and hours. Just walks. One step after another. One step after another. One step after another. Right? So each one of us has a shorva chamor in us, right? Yaakov Inu, when coming back to... to sent Ace of a message saying, what does he have with him? Shorva chamor, right? Ox and donkey. Unfortunately, explain these are the two powers he was bringing with him, right? So when we do mitzvahs, we definitely want to have that explosive excitement for sure. But we also have to have the chamor, the steady guy that no matter what, he's still going to come to the minion. He's still going to show up, even if he's not excited right now. Yeah, that's the that's the safety net. That's the one. Now the scary thing is if a person's Yiddish guy becomes just a bunch of obligations. The obligation is only meant to help you get it done. Even when, for whatever reason, the excitement is not there. But if all Yiddish guy is an obligation, oy, 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 right? It's a very heavy burden to carry. And the person is just going to be looking to do what? Dump the burden, right? People don't like to be burdened. If you're excited about it generally, and it's also a burden, okay, then, then, then that's fine. You can do it, right? Okay, great. So these are the two over here, and this is this is the, the key to the key to Jesus is number one the excitement, and number two the lack of slacking off, the lack of laziness, right? Not not le- letting yourself um, be lax about it. Okay, the omnum mashiuchol the hagbir hahisorus hazeh. Now, in truth, that there's something that can help. 
us with this arousal. Now, when he says, this arousal, we're going to see that he's referring specifically to the latter, the feeling of obligation only. This is not going to get you excited about mitzvahs, what we're about to learn right now. Right, so I know Yosef, you're getting super pumped about the axe with the explosive power, right? Just, just we're gonna take that. We're gonna put that on the pause, right? We're currently talking about what's gonna arouse a person to bear the you know, the heavy yoke of the mitzvahs, the, the obligation upon myself to accept the obligation stronger, more in a more absolute way, where a person will not throw off the obligation. Wouldn't it also do? Well, we haven't. We, let's let's see. We haven't read what it is yet. Let's first read what it is, and then you'll tell me why you want to say what you say. Okay. Okay. Who? So what? What? What can one do? Hahistaklus berovatovos, the looking at all the good things. The rov is many at the many tovos good things. Shakodish Borhu Osa Imha Adam Bukhol Ace or Bukhol Shah. So the things that the good all the thousands and millions of good things Hashem does for us all the time. Vehaniflos Gdolos Sheosa Imo and the one from the great wonders that Hashem does for the person. Now, let me ask you a question. Ben, how many great wonders has Hashem done for you today? Like miraculous wonders? Like great wonders? Today? Wow. Unbelievable. But that's a tova. But So what's the difference between a tova and a nifla? Tova is a good thing. Hashem did something good for you, right? A nifla is a wonder. And he's telling us to, to look to look at both. But look at notice how he says it. But when it comes to Tova, he says he says the the rove, the tremendous multitude of Tovos that Hashem does with you every moment. Whereas by the Niflos Gdolos, the great wonders, he doesn't say that there's a lot of them. And he doesn't say that those are done every day. Now you are a very special person. So, well, so I believe maybe with you that did happen today. A bunch of huge wonders happened. But personally, with me, today I didn't have any huge wonders. But yesterday I did. Yesterday we were in the hospital, and you know there was a little bit of a scary moment with my wife, right, uh, giving birth. So it was a uh, thank you. So that was that was a miflagdola that Hashem did for us, right? So there's certain moments in your life, maybe. Three, maybe five, maybe ten, where you really like say like that was really unbelievable, you know, like that was that was a niflagdola, that was a huge wonder that Hashem did for me. That doesn't that doesn't happen every day. What do you call when obviously we have like maybe three categories of I don't know if it's called or but the first one is the obvious ones when you're looking at. The things that you have, you know, that are pretty easy to come. So when you wake up and you say, you know, healthy, family, food, you know, family, right. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is 
all the small things that a person doesn't even realize, but you know, just the fact, like looking at the tiny things in life that you take them so grand, like the fact that the sun is out and it gives me some, you know, light. The fact that I have my smell of taste, like the, the small things. That right. So those are those will all be tovos. Those are all good things that Hashem does for us. But then there is the the great the wonders. One that I want to say is the one that we don't even know that Hashem does for us. So let's say you drive your car. Okay, but I can't contemplate on that one. I, we're talking about over here. The things that I can look at or contemplate that will help me in my Jesus. Now you're right. I can I can say to myself what, what, what we, like what we say in the Haggadah Shel Pesach, right? That from the things that we see that Hashem did do, so we can extrapolate how much, right? Like with Lavan Arami, that He wanted to destroy Yaakov, but Hashem appeared to him in a dream and told and told him not not to do it, right? So uh, Yaakov could have never found out about it. Right or with uh, or with the Nachle Arnon, right where the armies were hiding to destroy us, right? And Hashem killed all of them, and we never even knew about it. And only so how much more? So you can imagine how many things are constantly happening that we should be good. But as far as the things that we do focus on are two separate things. That's what I'm showing you over here. Two separate things. Number one is what is he? The Rov Tovus, that happen every day, every moment. Lots and lots of good things. Joseph, how many good things did Hashem do for you today? Okay, infinite is hard. I, 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 you know, personally, I can't relate to a number infinite. But it's a lot. Right? Lots and lots of really good things Hashem did for us. How many miracles, how many wondrous acts, huge wonders did, did Hashem do for you today, Josh? Really? Wow! Wonders, like huge wonders. Oh, today no? Okay. So then that's why he says you have to look for the wonders. Look at what he tells you. How long, how, how much of a timeline do I need? For the rove has those, for the menu kindnesses, how much of a timeline do I need? Nothing. I look right now, every moment, right? But for the vehaniflaos, gdolos, look at the timeline. Sheose imo, meis haleida, you have to look at your entire life. All, you need a big timeline for this one. This one is not so... This is not something that happens every moment. But, in fact, it's a good idea that if a person does have some, something happen like that, to write it down. So you can revisit it later. It doesn't happen every, da- every time a person saved. A person saved in a, in a terrible car accident. Wa- walks out without a scratch. Right uh, or, or or whatever it is, right? There's, there's, there's a couple. My you know, my wife just told me, a relative of hers. They were married for 15 years, no children. Now the Baruch Hashem, having a child. That's something that that's something that you you, know, you have to. But that doesn't happen every day, right? So there's two separate things. There's the rov chasadim that are happening constantly, every moment, and those you're mistaken on them. You look at them because there's no point looking in history. Oh, Ben, you remember five years ago Hashem gave you food to eat on that day? What's the point to look five years ago? He gave you today food to eat, right? So the chasadim, we look at what's happening right now. I, I have it in front of my eyes constantly. The niflos gdolos, I don't have right now every moment. I just don't, it's not true. I mean, so 
his time, it's like it seems like it's taken for granted. Like everybody appreciating what they had and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they're all tzaddikim. The no, no, only no. challenges only began like recently. No, no, no. The way he writes, it sounds like people appreciated what they had, and like and nowadays it's like. It's what makes you think that? Really well, he's telling you advice, not like he's telling you. You have to work on this to appreciate it. Otherwise, you're not going to appreciate it. Okay. Easy. Ain kol chadesh tachas Hashemish. There's nothing new under the sun. The same. Is, I'm saying it seems like if you just talk about it here, it's like it's like I feel like these types they appreciate everything, appreciate your good health and food and this and that. It's like I don't no. appreciate food. No, no. People always take everything we have for granted. That's, it's a major problem that humanity has always had, and we have to work on remedying it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a chizik for you. Don't think that you're any different. That people have been struggling with the same struggles that we're struggling with. Like a, I felt like you see like what everyone else has in the world, and like it's sort of like you know you don't appreciate the simple things. Okay, so so that's true. So we could talk about we could talk about your, the, the internet. We could talk. That's a separate conversation we can have. No, no, not the internet. I'm just saying in general that. No, we can help you with that. We can help you with that. <laughs> just a pair of pliers and uh, why, why, just a pair of wire cutters and a uh, you know, black mask and uh, all problems solved. Okay, so look at this. Check it out. It's unbelievable. It's, it works so beautifully in the, in, the, in the Ramchal's language. Yeah. So, so you said the the, the rov hatovos that are. Every moment and moment, and the niflos gedolos that happen to a person throughout the course of his life. Kikolma sheyarbe lehistakel ulehisbonim bidvar meila. Because the more you increase, spend time looking and contemplating these things. Now, according to what we said, it's beautiful. By the chasadim, he said to look. By the gedolos niflos, he didn't say to look because very unlikely that unless you're Ben Raber. Right, it probably didn't happen to you today. Most people they don't have niflos dolls happening every day, right? So then you have to be misbolnain, contemplate on what happened back then. Yeah, so you mistakel on the row tovos today because they're right in front of your nose, and you're misbolnain on the niflos dolls that have happened to you throughout the course of your life. It's, 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 isn't the language of the Ramchal just, be- it just unbelievable? It just blows you away. The precision, the, the like how he's, everything is so calculated. Um, n- now, look at this. One second. Hold on a second. Yeah. One second. Let me just finish the sentence. Vehine. And certainly, uh, and behold, he will increase to recognize Laatzmo in Chova Raba El Hakel Hametivlo, the tremendous obligation that he has to the God that's doing good to him. Now, which one is that? Which one of the two things that we had earlier is that? Is that the is that the hisorus, the excitement to do mitzvahs, or the obligation? What Yosef? The na- Yosef the naysayer? Obligation. Obligation, okay. Um, right? So the, and these will help 
him that he shouldn't be lazy, ve and be weak, meavodoso in his work. Now, why is it only that it's helping us with the obligation part and not with the excitement for mitzvahs part? The answer is very simple. If you want me to get excited about doing something, I have to see the value in the thing I'm doing itself. If you say to me, listen, you owe me. Easy, you know how much you owe me? Do you, do you, do you feel like you, you've benefited from me? So you owe me, right? Okay, stay on your foot and quack like, like a duck. If you feel that you really do owe me, I'm saying, I, you know, if that's genuine, you would do it, right? But you wouldn't be excited about it because you feel like it's a totally worthless thing. Right? You're doing it because of your external obligation to me. Right? So, here, the things that we're working on, right? If a person is contemplating the greatness of a mitzvah, how unbelievable a mitzvah is, that'll actually get him excited to do the mitzvah. Right? He'll run to do the mitzvah. But if you... Or alternatively, you can contemplate how much a person is basically has to do mitzvahs. That'll get you to do the mitzvahs, but that'll be mitzvah the obligation. Now, when you contemplate the kindnesses Hashem does and the gedolos niflos, the tremendous wonders He does for you, all those do one thing: they increase the obligation part. Because I really owe Him. That's what He's about to say right now. Look, kihare hoil ve'eno yochol vadai. Since certainly you can't pay him back, Ben, how much would you have to pay Hashem to pay him back for everything he's ever done for you? Just set the record. Right? No matter how much you do, you're always in debt because whatever you give to Hashem, you're giving him from what he gives you. <laughs> and you're taking some, always. And it's like the third law of, of thermodynamics, entropy, right? That no matter how much energy you expand to organize a system, the system is always becoming more and more disorganized. Why? Because it takes more energy to try to organize something than what you're actually organizing. Easy said that that was obvious for him. That physics is, is home turf. Okay. Um, so, so, so you certainly can't pass him back for everything. So, lepachos yodolishmo. So, certainly, at least. At least you will admit to him that you owe him ve'ikai mitzvosav, and you will do his mitzvos. So that, now remember, this is not the true motivator for Zrizus. This is an emtsoi. It's an intermediary. It's something to help us. It's a crutch. So the true motivator for mitzvos, we said, are the arousal to do the, the realization how valuable mitzvos are, and the realization how much we owe. Hashem, because He's the Creator, and there's nothing else to do but to fulfill the will of the Creator. But the the emtsoyim, the intermediaries that can help us to do that, is the contemplation of what, Ben? Contemplation of what? What are the emtsoyim? What are the intermediaries to help us with our zrizus? Is he? The rov tovos, and... And then you close those. What, Ben? And then you close those. Right. And those two will help us with what? With the with the hisorus, with the excitement for doing mitzvahs, or with the strengthening ourselves and the obligation for doing mitzvahs? What? 
the obligations. Very good. Okay. Sorry, hold on one second, Yosef. Is he... I hear it could be it could be it, it also could be you know depending on yes. what you want uh, right so the Bakhlagas might be do we want to work on the safety nets to make sure no one falls through or do we want to work on the on the on the racket engines and or on the wings, you know, to to help people fly? So that's it's uh, there are different mahalchim, but here the Ramchal is just laying out all the possible options. Yosef, what do you want to say? By contemplating the good and the, and the wonders, isn't that going to also strengthen our relationship to Hashem? That's true. So you're going to feel like I really have to do this for him. But the mitzvah itself still says the same value. If the mitzvah looked before I did this, if the mitzvah looked to me like standing on one foot and quacking like a duck, it'll still look to me like standing on one foot and quacking like a duck. Just that I'll feel like I should really do it. That's wonderful, but the mitzvah still looks like quacking like a duck. I don't understand, but doesn't that motivate one person to want to be more excited? Like if, if, you, if, if a person loves their wife, if your wife asked you to quack like a duck, would you do it? Yeah, they might be you would do it, yes. I know you would. But would you be excited about doing it? I might be excited about it. You might be excited about it. Okay, fine. That's okay. So, uh, that's uh, I, it's not, nothing I... You'd be like super pumped? You'd be like really pumped about like... The, but does it get you more excited? Like the more you think about your obligation to your wife, it just makes it more like, I got to do it for her. I have to. She does so much for me. I have to do it for her. But it's about her and you. It's not about the, it's not about the act itself. But if the act was that she explained to you that by doing this thing, you're going to save her friendship, you know, her long life, or you're going to help her to retain that friendship or you're going to help her keep her job or whatever it is, then you'd be, then you'd be excited for the, for the actual thing itself. There's the thing itself, and there's the obligation from the outside. So the mitzvah, when, when, you, when you contemplate about the value of the doing of the mitzvah, so you get excited about the mitzvah, you get excited about doing the mitzvah. This is like, I'm about to make a million dollars. I'm about to give a million dollars to Hashem. I'm about to save my, I'm about to save someone's life. So you get very excited about that. You full on power, right? But if it's just that, listen, I owe him big, so I got to quack like a duck. So you'll certainly do it, but I don't think you're going to be excited about quacking. Hey, maybe you're different, but I wouldn't be excited about quacking like a duck. Okay? So, now, do we have time? Do we want to try the next paragraph, or are we we going to park here for a little bit? Josh, what are you saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so behold, what does behold mean, Josh? Well, are we not learning his safer? Why? Why would I, I'm I'm reading the words that you wrote? So clearly I'm clearly I'm. Uh, 
interested in the information. What, what does Vehine mean? Ben, help him out. What? And what does that mean? And behold, behold, what does behold mean? Behold means a chidush, chidush, new piece of information. Something you would not have known otherwise. Hine is behold. Ta-da! If I go, to, if I go like that, ta-da! What, what does that tell you? Pay attention to something new, something you know, a surprise, right? Something that I'm pulling the curtain, right? Something that you didn't realize before, right? So I'm presenting you with a certain piece of evidence, a certain fact, a certain. This is a new presentation over here, okay? Vehine, ein lacha adam. You might think, listen, of course Ben, of course Ben. He's so successful. He's so he's got all everything going for him. Of course, he should be grateful to Hashem. But what about me, right? I'm five foot nothing. I'm five foot nothing. I'm a hundred pound nothing. I'm never made it to any. I never even made it to a high school sports team, right? Like, what do I have to be grateful for? Can anybody relate with that? No? Okay, you're all very successful. Just, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only one. What? Joseph, I can't hear you. Is that a trick point? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so Joseph really... Josh is staying very quiet because he doesn't want for us to all know that he played... He played, like, college-level football linebacker, probably. Okay. So, um... So yeah, so so he says no. Every single person has what to be grateful to Hashem for. Yeah, There is no such man. In any situation you find him in, the guy may be in hospice, last days of his life. He may be at his wedding. He may be, you know. In, in a war, a soldier in war, right? Im ani vim ashir, whether he is poor or whether he is rich, im bari vim chola, whether he is healthy or whether he is sick, shloyira niflos v'tovos. What are these two niflos v'tovos? These are the two that we've been talking about, right? Niflos periodically and tovos constantly. Rabos many tovos. In his situation. So let's just discuss what that means. Because it's going to sound a little bit artificial. He's going to say that a rich man has to be grateful to Hashem for his riches. And the poor man has to be grateful to Hashem for the fact that he didn't start it. Somebody gave him a, so somebody gave him a dollar. So now you're going to ask maybe, wait a second. Why would the poor man be grateful he got a dollar? Maybe he should have just been rich to begin with. And maybe then he wouldn't need to rely on the dollar. Is that the best thing for him? Oh, yeah? That's nice. Thanks. Tell, tell him that. <laughs> yeah? But again, we're talking, we're talking about what are, to, what are um, rove tovos that we have in this world. I always have that cash on this. Oh. oh, so finally, now we got we have one honest person in in, no, in the audience. If somebody's depressed; they don't want to live. Yeah. So why do they have rabbis They're like, I don't want. No, if the guy doesn't, if, if the guy actually doesn't want to live, if the person actually wants to commit suicide, he, he actually doesn't want to live. That person, that's a very deeply ill person, mentally ill. 
this safer is not going to help him. He needs to get a therapist. This safer is talking to people who are who are above that level. So let me say, okay, that person who's suffering, unless he is not well mentally, does he want to live? Yeah. So now, so then, when he gets that dollar, and he's able to buy himself, um, you know, a loaf of bread, right? He's very happy. He eats that loaf of bread very excitedly. So, what's, so then, what's the difference? So just say everybody who eats, everybody who eats. What's the difference? Which one? The, the, the rich man eats his fancy steaks. The poor man eats a loaf of dried bread. But everybody eats, right? So just say that. And the rich man benefits more because he not only eats dry bread but he eats steak but it's not about more it's about you see that I, I heard this rabbi he was talking about you know a father that wanted to really spoil the son and he, as soon as he he was in Israel as soon as he finished the army he said I'm, I'm going to buy him a sports car so he thought for him it's going to be the best thing but then his son used his car for you know that could be true, but, we, but we're talking about seeing that those are things that we can't know. Those are things that we can't know. So we have to. So we have to. That could be true, but we're talking about things that can help me. Things that gonna, that's already you have to have talking That's hard. We're talking about things that if you look at them, it'll help you to have Jesus. Okay, let's uh, we'll, we'll hold it here. We'll pick up next. Okay, so you'll come up with one before you fall asleep.